Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. <clears throat> God bless you, man. God has been so good to me, and I'm sure he's been good to you. And today, you know what I'm going to do? I want to testify. I want to talk to you about the goodness of the Lord. And I always talk about how good he is and, and the things that he's done for me. You know, I like to say that. Uh, I don't get a lot of opportunities to really sort of drill down to tell you just how good God has been to me. And so, brothers and sisters, back in uh, uh, January uh, of 1987, in fact, January 9th, 1987, uh, <clears throat> that particular day stands out in my mind because that's the day I got born again. That's the day I received Jesus Christ <clears throat> as my Lord and Savior. Yes, that was a long time ago. January 9th, 1987. That was uh, many years ago. So I won't say how many, but it was quite a few years ago. But anyway, I mean, I can um, I can remember the day I got saved, you know, and I'll give you a little bit of background. You know, I was having a pretty good uh, military career. I uh, was a young uh, staff sergeant in the United States Army, and I thought I was, you know, doing things and thought I had everything going for me. And uh, and I got myself in a bind and and you know um things got bad i went to germany uh my wife and children stayed back in the states i wasn't ready to go to germany here i am a really a 20 24 year old young man and just uh confused as all get out so i ended up uh going to germany and again my wife and kids they stayed home uh with my grandmother in cincinnati ohio so I get to Germany thinking that, you know what, I'm going to drink and party and do what I want to do. And the funny part about it, it wasn't much partying. I did a lot of drinking, uh, not a lot of partying. In fact, no partying, really. And I got over there and I, um, I don't know, I was in a state of um, really disbelief, realizing that I was thousands of miles away from anybody that I knew. And it was uh, not good. So, yes, I resorted to drinking. And one of the things I used to do uh, before I got saved is uh, alcohol had a pretty good stronghold in my life. I did a lot of drinking. That was sort of my uh, that that was my outlet. That's what I did. Um, I drank a lot. And of course, uh, my drinking probably almost caused me my family. And that's a fact. And so anyway, um, I'm in Germany and, you know, I've decided to go get me some German beer. So I put a lot of that in the room and I had my own room when I was there as well, you know, because I was a non-commissioned officer. So I had my own room in the barracks, which was good. I liked that because I didn't want to live in a room with other people. Uh, that's not good if you especially being way away from home and all that kind of stuff. So anyway. Um, I can remember, uh, you know, coming home from work and again, I'm stationed in Germany and I was in, um, uh, Gießen, Germany. And that's probably 40 something miles. I think it was north of Frankfurt. So anyway, I'm, I'm there. And so every day I'm drinking and I go down in the day room and just kind of hang out. And then one day as I'm hanging out over there, I had a, a, a young young man come up to me 
and started talking to me about Jesus. <laughs> Thousands of miles away from anything I know. And this kid came up to me talking to me about Jesus. And I told him I didn't want to hear that religious stuff. I don't want to talk about that. You know. And uh, But he was persistent. He, he talked to me about a relationship with Jesus. Um, and about, you know, he talked to me about religion versus relationship. And he said, I'm not talking about religion, man. I'm talking about having a relationship with Jesus. And that's what caught me. So, uh, anyway, make a long story short, he convinced me to go to church with him. He went to this church. It was called Geeson Church of God in Christ. And so it was in the Geeson Chapel, and they had several different services in that chapel. This one happened to be the Pentecostal service, the more exciting one, you know. If you know anything about Pentecost, it's exciting. So anyway, I am, uh, so I go to church with him, and it was like the preacher read my mail. Like he knew, you know, my life, and boy, did he know my life. And, uh, you know, I had, I had some thinking to do. Because, man, that sermon he preached was just hit home. Anyway, uh, the guy convinced me to go to church with him again. I went to Bible study. Now, keep in mind, I arrived in Germany uh, December 27th, 1986. So, it didn't take me long to get saved. If I do my calculations correctly, that's about two weeks, <laughs> about two weeks in a day. Well, anyway, um, I go to Bible study and this guy is preaching about, you know, whatever he's preaching about at the time, he started talking about if you die tonight, where would you go? Well, I never really gave that much thought, but that night, for some reason, I gave it a lot of thought. In fact, it was in my mind. It was like I couldn't shake it. It was like God asked me that question because I could not shake it. And I'm telling you, I went home. I was scared because I, I had to walk from the church to the uh, to the barracks. So it was about uh, a little bit less than a mile. But I walked. And as I'm walking, I'm thinking about um, my life. I'm thinking about I need to change my life. Uh, I think in a way I was probably depressed because I'm over there with nobody I know and and my life sucks. At that point, guys, my life sucked. Like, I just, oh my God. I remember I didn't like what I had become and I didn't like where I was and I just, everything about my life at that point sucked. I did not like it. So anyway, um... I go, I'm, I'm headed to the, I'm headed to the barracks and I'm really asking myself this question. And I'm telling you guys, I got in my room and I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and turning. So finally I said, look, I said, God, if you, who they say you are right. I said, if you let me live till Friday, I'll, I'll give you my life. I mean, I, I was at the point where, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, Lord, look, I will, uh, I, I'm, I, I need to, you know, cause I know my grandmother's praying for me and I know I had a lot of people in my family that are, that were saved and I know they were praying for me. So I know that was the Lord really bugging me, stirring me up to make me understand that if I had died 
any time prior to me getting saved, I would have went to hell because I never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So I think God was telling me, son, I'm giving you a chance here. Now, the big thing about this is the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. That's the day that God is dealing with you. You can't decide when you're going to get saved. It doesn't work that way. You really can't, right? God has to be drawing you. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will draw you, right? Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. And you can't come to God when you want to. It doesn't work that way. Man, You, when you hear the word and he starts pulling on your heart, that's when you need to come to him. That's the time that he's drawing you. And that's the time that you need to come to him because it doesn't work automatically. You can't just say, you know, I'll do this then. But, you know, to my credit, I didn't know any better. So I just said, you know, God, you let me live till Friday. Because, I, I mean, at that point, I had made up my mind that I wanted to accept the Lord uh, because I was done uh, with my running and my life was a mess and I needed some help. So anyway, I... Um, I accepted Jesus Christ at 8.30 p.m. January 9th, 1987. Uh, everything tried to stop me from going to church that day. It was a Friday night. And I'm, I'm just, I'm jittery. Um, my emotions are turned upside down. My stomach is turning. I don't know why, <clears throat> but it was just like that. And, um, and so finally I remember I went to church. I was just saying, I wish you'd hurry up and preach. So I can go up there, you know, and he was preaching. It wasn't even a pastor. It was a young minister, a guy named Minister Gooden. I don't even remember exactly what he was talking about, but he did give an altar call, and I responded to that altar call. And I remember when I got saved, there's a couple of backsliders that came back to the Lord that night. But, man, when I got saved, let me tell you something, all right? I will tell you how good God is. That 800-pound gorilla that was holding me hostage, that, you know, that was making me feel down and discouraged and depressed, that was making my life seem hopeless, that thing jumped off my shoulders, whatever it was. It was heavy. It jumped off my shoulders. For the first time in my life, I actually smiled, a genuine smile, because I had joy. I can't even explain to you the kind of joy that I got that night, but it was something that I had never experienced before. I had joy. I felt like Somebody had washed me from the inside out. I knew I was right with God. I knew I was forgiven. I knew God loved me. Everything about that night was wonderful because I knew at that point I was going to heaven. And there was no doubt in my mind that I belonged to God. I did. I asked Jesus to come into my heart and save me. And man, what a marvelous time. I mean, I, I, my face hurt. I smiled so hard. Everybody knew I was saved. And let me tell you something. From the day I got saved, that day, man, I started telling people about Jesus. <laughs> I started telling them how good he was to me. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you, the stuff that God did, I don't have time to talk to you about. I guess if I did it in two segments, maybe I could tell you a lot of it. But still, I can't put it in two segments because God has been good to me. You got to remember, we're talking about back to, all the way to 19. 87. That's a long time. You know, that that's over 30 years, right? And God has been doing miracles ever since in my life. And it's just some miracles he did when I first got saved that just stuck with me. They've never 
gone anywhere. Now, I remember a lot of what God has done. Now, obviously, some of the things I have to really think hard about. But, I mean, I'm talking about, yeah, he woke me up every morning. I got that. But I'm talking about things that when I was in trouble, like I needed him. My back was against the wall. There was no way out. Yeah, that kind of saved. Let me tell you the first one. Well, my wife came over. Uh, she joined me. I asked God, you know, that I wanted my family to be with me. And so God put our marriage back together. Uh, my wife came over to Germany, and all of a sudden she discovered that I didn't drink anymore. And that we both drank, but now I didn't drink anymore. I used to drink liquor, E&J, and I stopped drinking. <laughs> and uh, she couldn't ah, she couldn't believe it because she wondered what in the world happened to her husband. She said, what happened to you? She kept asking me that question. And you know what? I had to tell her, I'm saved. I don't drink no more. I don't do that. You know, all she could all she could see was that this guy, all he does is praise and he gets up in the morning, reads his Bible, and he uh, and he goes to work and he comes home and he talks about Jesus. And you know, when you're when you're not saved uh, and somebody is talking about Jesus, it will get on your nerves because you're not saved. You don't even know what they're doing, what they're talking about. Anyway, to make a long story short. Um, it took her about, I guess, two months by the time we got her over there and she got in, she got saved in March. So March of that year. So thank the Lord. And the same thing happened with her, except, uh, my wife, when she first got saved, she got filled with the Holy ghost instantly. And for you Pentecostals out there, that meant she started speaking in tongues and everything after she got saved. And that didn't happen to me right away. And I got jealous, man. Like my wife was more, she seemed more spiritual than me. But anyway, that's for another time. So God saved her. And then he started putting my raggedy life back together again. Because my, my, my life was jacked up. And when I tell you my credit was jacked up, I couldn't even get a car. I didn't own a car. The car I had got repossessed. And I won't even go into all that situation. But the bottom line is, if I probably if I went on a car lot, they would have kicked me off. Right. So didn't really try to do that. But I prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, I need a car. So let me tell you one. Here's here's one of my first one of my coolest miracles. Right. Is that I asked. Well, I got so many of them. Oh, my God. I got so many of them. y'all. I got so many of them. OK, so let me tell you about one of my miracles. OK, so. I'm walking to work, you know, because I didn't have a car yet. So I'm walking to work and the skies are getting really dark and we're getting ready to get a storm in Gießen. Gießen, Germany, a storm. Imagine that. And it starts lightning and all that stuff. And you can feel drops of rain and it looks like it's getting ready to come down. And, you know, I had when I was a child, I had a little incident with lightning, you know, where a bolt of lightning struck kind of right in front of me a few feet away. And I felt the heat and everything where it hit a, uh, like a tree. And so I was really scared of storms. Like I don't like to this day, I really don't like storms, but man. So anyway, uh, I thought about that and I was thinking, I don't want this, you know, I don't want to walk in this, this, this lightning and this rain Lord. And so I said, would you hold this rain till I get to work? And I kid you not, I had a probably about, Oh, uh, maybe a quarter of a mile to go to get to work. And, you know, when the storm, when I recognized the storm, I had, man, maybe a little bit more than a quarter of a mile. So it took me a few minutes and I'm walking 
and you can hear the thunder and everything kind of calmed and I didn't see any lightning and I didn't feel really any more raindrops. Everything just halted for probably a good 10 minutes or so while I was walking. Right now, here's here's the powerful part. So as I'm walking, I'm like, thank you, Lord. And I'm I'm thanking him and I'm praising him because he's been so good and he and he's holding the storm. Right. And I get to my workplace. There's a little building down on the end of the street. And it, you know, it was uh, not very big, but I was a weatherman back then. And anyway, that's why I work. So I get to the building and, and brothers and sisters, when I walk through the door, right, when I've stepped in with one foot and my back foot, when it came in, it started raining. It rained so hard. It was storming. It started lightning. And I looked up and I looked at everybody. I said, guys, I said, y'all, y'all ain't gonna believe this. I said, but God held that storm for me. They looked at me like I was crazy. I said, no, God held that storm for me. I was so excited. I said, God held that storm for me. He, he held it up. I said, it didn't rain on me because he wouldn't let it. <laughs> and they looked at me like I was crazy, but oh, well. So God held that storm for me. And that meant I was so excited. So, and that's happened to me several times since that day. So that was not like some coincidence. Like me and God got this thing going on, man. And he, he really blesses with these storms, you know. They go the other way or they, they do what they got to do, but they don't come near me. So I was excited about that. Now, here's another cool miracle. So anyway, I needed a car. I was praying about a car. Lord, I need a car. I need some transportation. My family, you know, they're coming over there and, and I'm, I'm going to need a car. And so anyway... It's crazy. But one day, um, and I don't know, I don't even rem remember how I met the guy, but he had a car. It was a, um, it was an Audi 100. It was a German car. And he needed to get rid of it because he was going back to the States. He didn't really have time to, you know, put it on sale and wait for people to come by and look at it and all that he was going back to the states in a couple of days and in germany you can't just leave vehicles abandoned it doesn't work that way y'all it's different than the united states you just can't walk off from a vehicle in germany so anyway this guy told me he said look the muffler uh in good on this vehicle uh, and so i need a muffler because i can't pass inspection but i tell you what i will sign this car over to you if you get a muffler you put the muffler on, I'm going to sign the car over to you. Y'all, that man signed that car over to me. I got that muffler, got it inspected, and guess what? I had a car. God gave me a car. And let me tell you something. What's more exciting, that car never gave me trouble. It lasted me the whole four years while I was in Germany. I went all over Germany in that Audi 100. I took my family to the grocery store. I went downtown. I went across town. I went on the Autobahn. I've had that car up to 90, 95 miles an hour. That car, uh, maybe even 100, but that car was, man, that car was outstanding. I mean, it was, that car lasted me. And then when I left, I sold it for over $1,000. I think I sold it for $1,100. Don't tell me God ain't good. He's the God of the miraculous. 
He's a miracle working God. And I needed that car. And I didn't have a car. I didn't have money to get a car. I really didn't. Y'all, I was jacked up. My credit was jacked up. I couldn't go get a car. How was I going to get my family around? But God stepped in. He saw my need and he supplied all of my needs and God watched over me. And I can tell you countless times when I had more month than money, God provided for me. And boy, I want to tell you all about it because I'm getting excited thinking about it. But okay, I got to tell you this one. So I remember my wife and I were going to church this day. And I had $3.11 in my pocket. We didn't have no bank account. I had $3.11, and that's all I had. Payday was coming up Friday, so it was Sunday. That's all. We didn't have a lot of food. In fact, I don't think we had none, but maybe some snacks or something, leftovers, maybe. Not even that. Because she had planned on uh, us buying some some, uh, hamburger helper. And then she was going to make, you know, a big batch of hamburger helper. And we were going to just eat on that until the end of the week. So anyway, um, I go to church. Right. And man, you know, I could sense God telling me, put that 11 cent in church. I had three dollars and 11 cent. And I, 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 I it didn't you know, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to put a dime and a penny in the basket. I was embarrassed, but guess what? I said, okay, God, I did. I put it in there. And so we went over to the commissary, the grocery store. It's a military grocery store. And y'all, when I got over there and we went to the, uh, we went to the meat case, you know, the freezer, the meat freezer. And so we could get, you know, get a pack of meat, man. When I got over there, look at God. I, there's a big sign that says ground beef. 11 cent a pack. I need y'all to focus on that. 11 cent a pack. So I got $3 and you can imagine how much ground beef I got. But the miracle of that is that God had me put that 11 cent in church. And then he took that 11 cent and he made, he multiplied it over and over again because those pack of ground beef was 11 cent. And I took the pack of ground beef and I put, took another pack and I had a half a basket of ground beef and I was able to buy a couple of boxes of hamburger helper and God extended that food out. That food lasted us all the way until the end of the week. And I think my wife put the rest in the freezer. Glory to God. He was more than enough. He came through when I didn't even have anything. I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. And God was right there for me. And he never, ever forsook me. And he never let me down ever, y'all, ever. I mean, my back was against the wall. How do you provide for your family? And you only got $3 and 11 cents on you. The way you do it is you do it through God and you trust God. And that's the only way you can do it. My God, I'm getting excited about it, y'all. God was so good and he's still good. Over 30 some years later, he's still doing great things. And I'm going to tell you something What's more exciting than that. Woo, hallelujah. Is that, man, I, 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 I didn't have 11 cents to put in church, but I guarantee you something. I got 11 cents to put in church today. In fact, I can put a whole lot more in church. Glory to God. I thank the Lord because he did it. He did it. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I'm getting excited. I got a bunch of, I got miracles just like that. A whole bunch of them. Personal miracles. Miracles that touched me to my core that I couldn't dispute. I couldn't say 
that it was a coincidence. Oh, no. that There was no coincidence about that, y'all. I needed something to eat. And my God showed up and he supplied my need that day. My family was hungry. I had two kids and we needed something to eat. Glory to God. And God showed me that he would never let me down. The Savior, my Savior, showed me he would never let me down. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And I'm telling you, he came through for me that day. And he's come through for me time after time again. Miracle after miracle. My back was against the wall. Miracle after miracle, God came through for me. And you know what? I got to stop. Because if I keep going... This thing is going to run. We're going we gonna to be talking 20 minutes later. This is going to be a 40-minute broadcast. <laughs> Boy, I got some more to tell you. God has been so good. Look, I'm going to stop it right there, brothers and sisters. Let me just stop right there and ask you, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You see how excited I am. God gave me joy, supernatural joy. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. It took me years to learn, you know, uh, years to really try to get a grasp on God because you really can't. But, you know, to learn what I know about him now. And this much I do know. I know he is faithful. I trust him with my life. I know he is faithful, that he loves us so much that he'll never let us down. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us. Y'all. When my back was against the wall and it didn't seem like I had a way out, God showed up. And I'm talking about this same God, the one I'm preaching about today, man, he shows up. He shows up. Glory to God, he shows up. So, listen, if you never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, maybe you're a backslider and you're just disillusioned about everything that's going on and you really... You know, you've gotten away from God and you don't really uh, serve him and you just kind of do your own thing. And and but this message has stirred your heart. Here's a time right now that you can get all that right. Listen, come, come with me to the cross. Say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you right now. And I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Jesus. I believe you died for my sins, and I believe God raised you from the dead. You said in your word that if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I'll be saved. Lord, I confess you right now. You're my Lord and you're my Savior. Come into my heart and save me. Thank you right now for saving me, Lord. I receive you. I receive you right now as my Lord, as my Savior. This Jesus that Brother Leonard is talking about, this is the one I want. So, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for saving me. I'm your child. I'm saved. Come on, brothers and sisters. I'm saved. I'm saved. Well, listen, you prayed that prayer, man. I'm telling you, you're a child of God. And watch God do miracles for you. But now it's important that you desire the sincere miracle of the word that you can grow. And it's time for you to get you a Bible and get in a good Bible-believing church, a church that preaches Jesus is Lord, and you don't want to get in nothing shady. You want It preaches Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. That's the church you want to get in. All right? And so, until next time, y'all, I'm excited, and y'all be good. And I, I'll promise you, 
I'll share some more of those testimonies next time. This is Brother Leonard. Have a blessed and a wonderful day. Love y'all.